Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the SAP, the Sex Actually podcast. It is your host, Dave Neal. This episode, I'm joined, of course, with Tasha Courtney, the co-host of the podcast, and our guest, Michael Blaustein. You're going to love this guy. Uh, you are going to love Michael. He is a very funny stand-up comedian from the East Coast. I love my East Coast comedians. I don't know what it is. There's just a East Coast sensibility about their storytelling. You know, we, we talked to Michael. On one end, you got nice, inspirational you know, kind of uh, deep thinking. And on the other hand, you get an awesome blowjob story um, about a time Michael was taking a shit in a club. You're going to love it. You can't, how do you, how do you not listen to this episode now? We've been, we've been having a lot of blowjob stories. We actually got a review on Apple Podcasts from uh, JLP. We got a five-star review that said, yes, okay, this podcast has been on my listen to someday list for a few months now, but I hadn't gotten around to it yet. Recently saw a hilarious clip on Instagram about NSYNC and BJ's and had to hear the entire episode. Seriously, so glad I did. Dave and Tasha are hilarious and they talk about the most random things with their guests. Funny things, serious things, all the things. New fave podcast to work to. Thank you so much. I'm glad blowjob and NSYNC stories are good for you. If you liked the blowjob NSYNC story uh, that we had with Kim Crawl, you're going to love our chat with Michael and the stories that he shares. You know, I just, I, I say this quickly about Michael. I've seen him on stage a bunch. We've done some shows together and worked out um, stand-up together at open mics. And I've been like, oh, this dude seems cool. And you know, sometimes people aren't, but he lived up to it. He was a cool guy. And I was like, you know, you, you ever just like vibe with someone? You're like, we're not even friends. We've never hung out before, but I know like you're cool like we could totally be bros anyway that's why i do this podcast just to make bros and um that's uh, not a gender specific term bros you can be a chick bro you can be a dude bro doesn't matter to me if so far you're already upset at the way i'm speaking this podcast just probably isn't for you i'm trying my best anyhow so yeah uh who, whoever wrote that last review and let me know who that was uh whoever writes a, the next review i'm going to send you a postcard we'll give you a handwritten postcard from the staff yeah, who doesn't like getting mail right? Getting mail is nice. We'll send you some mail. Another uh, review we got, I recently changed jobs and now work in an office setting. I found myself with time to listen to something while doing my tasks. I checked out the podcast before, but didn't have time to listen. Now that I do, I find myself listening to a show almost every day, always entertained by the topics and general chat that goes on. Specifically funny when topics are brought up about Dave's past and stories from school, especially since I remember what he is talking about sometimes. Let's just say I almost busted out laughing when he brought up the Dallas story in science class. Keep up the great work, Dave and Tasha. I will be listening. Not to be creepy or anything, LOL. That was a nice five-star review. Who was that from? Uh, S. Hugo. Who is that? Let me know. I, I'll send you a postcard. You buy, everybody gets a postcard. Let me know who that was. If you guys haven't already, make sure you just write a review on the SAP's um, Apple Podcast page. You just go to your Apple uh, Podcast app on your iPhone if you have one, and you scroll down, and you can leave a review. It helps with the algorithm. It helps when people are like, oh, should I listen to this thing? And they go, oh, shit, they got a couple, 244 five-star reviews. It must be okay. It's all right. It's okay. It'll get you through work. We are here to get you through work. If you guys want to get me through work, sign up for the Patreon. Uh, as you guys know, I spent a week in Thailand with Tasha, and uh, on the last solo episode we released on the Patreon, I went in, I went in depth to all the fun stuff we got to do and uh, how I got sick from eating a bad batch of noodles. That's right. You know your boy, addicted to food, ate a bad batch of noodles. All I did for three weeks when we booked this trip to Thailand, I was like, I'm just going to diet, eat healthy so I can take one goddamn 
good-looking photo where I don't have a chubby belly. That's all I wanted was a photo on the beach where I didn't look like the kid who ate too many carbs. You know what I mean? So then we get to we fly Air China um, from Los Angeles to Beijing. That's the first leg of the flight. Well, guess what? They're serving two different meals to us, and it's just rice and <laughs> fucking chicken and beef. And on the first meal they serve, they gave us full a full like pint of Haagen Dazs vanilla ice cream. And I'm like, all right, well, hey, I went in Rome. You know what I mean? Maybe this is what, maybe this is customary in China to serve a pint of Haagen Dazs ice cream. But, you know, Tasha doesn't eat dairy. So I was like, all right, Tasha, don't give me your fucking ice cream. I don't want your ice cream, okay? I'm just going to eat mine, whatever. So I eat my ice cream. And of course, I immediately just like go into like, you know, a sugar shock. And then I take a nap. And then I wake up from the nap and Tasha's ice cream is still sitting there. So I just, I just opened it and started drinking it. Because at that point, it was just like a milkshake. And I just drank it and went back to sleep for two hours. Like I've got a problem, folks. I've got an addiction. So next time I fly an airline, I need to like make sure they don't just, you know, feed me all this shit. Anyway, so the point of that story is I showed up a fat fuck and it only got worse from there. And the next thing you know, on the last night there, I got sick. I ate too many, you know, noodles and I got a sunburn on the beach. And so I had some sort of weird heat exhaustion, nausea thing. So I Googled it. I woke up with giant like cankles. Like my cat, my cat, my, my ankles were gone. I just had calf muscle straight to the Achilles. So I Googled it. I Googled nausea and fat ankles. And I want to be the first to announce to you guys that I am pregnant. Uh, so thank you that. Thank you, WebMD for that. Um, I'm expecting. Uh, anyway, so you're going to love this episode. Um, I did about 19 versions of the uh, intro here trying to get it right. So I'm not sure what I already told you guys. But um, anyway, if you want to hear my in-depth uh, explanation of all the fun things we did in Thailand and, uh, and, and all that, you can go to the Patreon. It's patreon.com slash the sap. That's patreon.com slash T-H-E-S-A-P. We have a couple new sap listeners. We're going to shout out. Um, I don't think I have the, inst- I mean, let me look right here. I don't know if I have the Instagram for our first one, so I don't want to be shouting people out until I have all of their info. Yeah, let's save it for next episode. I'll give you, I'll give you the new, the new Patreon members a shout out next episode, just so I have all your info out there. But I love that you guys are joining. When we get up to twenty five members, I'm going to be doing an, an extra Friday episode every fucking week. So you're going to get double the content. And I know a lot of you guys love the solo episodes. The best part, the best part in my eyes about doing the Patreons like private episodes is that I get to play music. So every week I go on Spotify, new music Fridays, I pick a few new songs and we kind of do it Ryan Seacrest style. If he ate a lot of Thai food and had fat ankles, that would be Ryan Seacrest. Um, Anyway, so yeah, this patreon.com slash the sap. Uh, at this point, we've got like 50 hours of content on there. It's all available to you once you sign up. So now that we've got a good little following over there, people supporting us, uh, new artwork coming out. Like I said, we upgraded the studio, all real shit. I'm all about taking the extra money that we're going to make from the Patreon and putting it back into the production quality of the podcast. You guys believe in me, I believe in you, and I believe that you guys should have the content as professionally sounding as possible. And of course... This episode is sponsored by Promescent. Time to pay the bills, folks. Promescent, make love longer. Have you guys tried this yet? Delayspray.com. You can check out this Climax Control Spray, right? Promescent basically is a proprietary uh, ingredient that is lidocaine, and it was created by urologists specifically to help men last longer. Folks, I've tried it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't promote something I haven't tried. It's not bad. 
it just gives you the extra kick you need, right? There's something called the orgasm gap. Men average men average five minutes long during sex. Women average 18. I know, men. I know what you think you, you last longer than five minutes, but I know what you do. You do that trick three minutes in where you're like, go down on your lady. You know what I mean? You, 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 that's like, you're taking a little half time for the dick. You're just trying to cool it off for it. I know the tricks. I know what's happening out there. So look, you spray this on your, your dick. That's all I do. Spray it on your dick. Couple pumps, try five, two, three, whatever you think you need. You spray it on, you wait a few minutes for it to get absorbed in, and then it doesn't transfer to your partner, okay? Target zone technology. Targets a sensitive underlying nerves. So you won't be too desensitized. Trust me, guys, you'll still you'll still be able to finish. You're still gonna have a good time. I mean, I'm not a doctor, I can't promise you that, but it's not like you don't get a noodle dick. You don't get like a noodle speaking of, you know, noodles in Thailand. Um Anyway, it's got discreet shipping and a 60-day money-back guarantee. So, you know, we're happy to have them as a sponsor. They've been here for the last couple months. And they're a bestseller on Amazon. So go check them out. Go to DelaySpray.com and you'll get a voucher for 15% off your purchase when you use the code SAP15. DelaySpray.com, 15% off the purchase with the voucher SAP15. Anyway... Thank you so much to Permesson for being a sponsor of the show. I mean, they really fit in perfectly with what we do here. You know, and, and, and I'll tell you this, if you're a new listener, the thing that I'm most proud about this show, having done it almost for six years now, it's almost our birthday. Hey, Tasha, we need to find out the, the, the first day we released an episode so we can start doing a SAP birthday party. But um, the thing that I love most about the show and in, 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 the re- in the reviews and responses we're getting from our listeners is that we're not trying to be perfect. We're not trying to present to you this perfect relationship. We're not trying to present to you like we got our shit together. Sometimes you need to spray a little permescent on your dick because you come too fast. Sometimes you're shitty at fighting. Sometimes you're whatever the case, codependent, your love language is uh, neediness, whatever it is. And we're here to just talk to our guests. And I love that we can interview these amazing comedians comedians because they're willing to share some fucked up stories, right? Not everyone's going to share a story about, you know, blowing a guy to get backstage at NSYNC or uh, I don't want to spoil it, but Michael's story about, you know, trying to get a Blumpkin. Not everyone is willing to share those stories, but we are happy to share them with you. Ladies and gentlemen, enjoy our chat with Michael Blaustein. Let's jump right in. Let's start the podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the SAP. It's your boy, Dave Neal with Tasha Courtney and Hello? Michael Blaustein. How are you? Hey, man. Welcome. Did I pronounce that right? Blaustein? No, you didn't, but I don't care. How do I pronounce it? <laughs> it's Blaustein. Blaustein. Jesus Just Christ. You had two options, Dave, and you picked the wrong one. A 50-50 chance. Blaustein. Blaustein. Does that, do people make that mistake a lot All or the just time me? I don't care. You don't care? <laughs> I hate when people care. I wish I had a name you could mistake. I'm Dave. Neil. There's nothing... There's nothing you You've can fucking do. Do people ever call you Neil? Yeah, I get that. People call me my last name. People call me Courtney all the time, and then they feel so bad. And I, I'm in your boat. I just really don't care. I've been called Courtney my whole life. It doesn't phase me. Why are you called Courtney? My last name's Courtney. What's your first name? Tasha. Tasha. Tasha Co- Courtney. It and people like get confused. Yeah. It should be Courtney Tasha. Let's switch it up. <laughs> just, I'm gonna start going by Courtney tomorrow. No, that's weird. I can't do that. Now, do you get mad if people call you Mike? I don't like Mike. That's the only thing that I'm like not that I don't like super love. Well, but let me. Can I be honest with you, real quick? I no, I, I don't li- like honestly. I dude, like so. I like you, and I don't know you. I've liked him. I've had like a nice comedy crush on Michael over here. <laughs> but I'm, I'm, be, I'm being honest with you. You're in the den here. Uh, this is the part where we start group sex uh, talk. No, I'm kidding. Uh, I didn't we, like the word 
uh, talk. I thought we were just a group sex, and okay. I, like, I, I didn't know. <laughs> we're gonna talk our way into it. Just bring a guest on. We have all the cameras just and all the lights, show. like great angles. Just see the cords the plugged into nothing. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, I uh, I normally don't like people that go by the long version of their name. But I really? like you, and I like, and it works with you. I just like we uh, we we knew uh, your friend Ashley's dating this guy named Steven, and I'm like, fucking chill out, Steven. You know what I mean, like Steve. <laughs> and we have Sammy and Michael too. He goes by Michael yeah. full name. Yeah, uh, maybe maybe it's just Michael then. Maybe just maybe Michael. you're the weird one. Maybe we have to start calling you David. No, I've never met a David I liked. <laughs> like I, I like here's the thing. If your name is insane, I don't want the whole thing. If your name is like Thelonious, and you're and and you want Thelonious, but people can call you Theo. You, Theo, dude, take Theo. Yeah, you don't need. Th- you're not a. You're not a, a pharaoh. We don't need felonious. <laughs> you know what I mean? If it's crazy yeah. like that, then no. But if it's like Steve and Stephen, I'm fine. What did but, you just do? Uh, math? The syllables. I was like, how many <laughs> syllables is Thelonious. that? Thelonious. I don't even know if Thelonious is the right name. I just like thought of Theo, and I was like, how yeah, do I, I know it's Theo. Theo. Okay. It's always black guys. Their name Theo. Thelonious. Really? All my Theos. Oh, my Theos. Like I own them. All my. <laughs> okay, that connected Started too that well, guys. New episode. Erase. <laughs> Erase. What a Michael thing to say. Uh, yeah. oh, can we your... curse on this thing? Yeah, you know oh, what I mean. Great. Fucking uh, great. Because I'm awful. We're uh, and by the way, Michael is a host of Stiff Socks podcast, which is the best title ever. Gross. I think it's the best title ever. So gross. That's. Can you pick that up? It's so. It's so on brand for us. Yeah. Gross though. You don't like it. No, that's just not my jam. That's just, it's too visual and it freaks me out. Like I can feel the crunchy. You know what I mean? Like it's just, no thanks. You know, when I was single, all my single days I had a cum rag and then, and then when I, yeah, single guys have a, you have a cum rag. I mean, there's other terms for it, but that's what the stiff gym towel that never went back to the gym that lives under the bed it's a crunch towel every Mm -hmm. three weeks you get a new crunch towel (laughs) chuck it and then you get a new crunch towel that's what you pay for your membership for gross for stealing a towel (laughs) oh crunch towel you know what's hilarious i literally thought you were talking about the texture of the (laughs) towel okay it's a crunch towel it makes perfect sense tell him david tell him david it becomes a very crunchy towel by the end of it but i'm hoping that's what stiff socks mean it doesn't have a different (laughs) he's like no it's just like socks that are uncomfortable yeah dude what are you talking about bro (laughs) it's a science podcast i don't understand what you're talking about and uh, it's good because it filters out people that wouldn't know what stiff socks means you know what i mean like 100%. just on the title of that dude it's super on brand if you're not dude we have a, a like a little semen like on the stiff the eye the the eye the dot of the eye is like a little sperm so like you know what you're getting into yeah so don't you know don't listen if you don't if you don't want to just we're, we talk about cum for about an hour i had a stiff sock uh when i was 20 it's a weekly episode yeah weekly episode <laughs> get dude, your you, dose of gum bro, once you a week you'll be surprised like my buddy hit me up he was like dude how do you i listen to it how do you talk about different cum topics every single time <laughs> i don't know dude which is the bubba gump shrimp of cum <laughs> yeah, exactly. i like my cum stiff dribbly chunky all sorts of cum Ew. dehydrated overly gatorated <laughs> but it is a weird thing that you there is uh there is a flavor profile you know what I mean? Pineapples, that's what they say. Yeah. That's what I keep hearing, but I heard that like it doesn't you can't just have it like that day and it affect you. It has yeah, to be like, like incorporated in your diet mm-hmm. like consistently for it to like affect your Well, Tasha will go from she'll go from being attracted to me during uh, the the art the act of sex to the second I finish disgusted immediately by what a guy does, the love making. You know what I mean? That's on you. That's I part of... I don't know. You got to be detailed. <laughs> like she'll be like, oh, yeah. And then I was like, ew. Oh, oh yeah. right, right, She'll right. like, ew me. Like she's like, uh, you know, I'm picking a booger or something. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be honest. The ew kills me. Sorry. <laughs> I hate the ew. Because I'm like, I'm a dude that like I finish and then I'm still in it for at least 
three minutes after. Like, I like to, like, sit in it. So, like, if I come and then the girl's like, ew, it takes me out of it. And I'm like, I'm all not, right, well. I'm not doing verbal ooze. Oh, you're I'm not? No, I'm not doing verbal I will ooze. record it- this uh, <laughs> against your will and amp up. Yeah. You, yeah, you, you, okay, uh, maybe uh, once or twice if it was, like, especially by my face or something. But, but. I, ju- I know that my facial expressions are pretty honest. I definitely have a hard time like controlling my feelings, like hiding my feelings During. behind my face. So maybe you're getting a new yeah, but face. Man, we have to, we, we're, we need a theater degree to look at a f- women's vagina and not be like, you know what I mean? Like things are, are always coming out of it. There's always like these uh, ruptured cyst uh, balls and, come and there's yeah there's always in in, in it balls. there's always something the, there's vagina, ba- um, the vagina what has, type of vagina do you have <laughs> <laughs> just like a warehouse with just i mean this parts is serving i've never heard about you go there's juju fruits in there start <laughs> you ever see the ikea where you, you pick up the dresser at the end of the thing and then they're just shipping out different contents that's what the vagina no the, your, your, i'm not i'm not she's gonna make me remove this i'm not saying your vagina is anything crazy i'm just saying women women you every month you uh a a a failed human leaves your body a failed uh, p- and the parts egg, egg discarded an egg is squished up and just spit out your it's the vagina. lining of the uterine wall yeah the uterine that's a new word uterine there's so many different like i say vulva all the time because i think it's hilarious i don't know what that is i think that's the uh, overall uh, is it oven mitt of the thing that's what uh, i thought i thought it was the thing but i isn't is yeah like vul- the the vulva is like what you see on the outside the vagina yeah, is like Give the inner workings so the so the like when people say uh, like i see your vagina it's like no you don't because the vagina's on the inside right, the, so vulva. the vulva is like the door yes and the vagina is the clothing store within yeah, exactly. There you go. You Guys, got it. You're welcome, everyone. Sex <laughs> education welcome. by someone completely unqualified. But if I, post, <laughs> if I post that clip online, 18 people are going to correct us. Well, technically, it's like it's a complicated thing. There's a lot going on. Men, we've got like we got uh, the base, the head, frenulum. But isn't whatever. it kind of like wow? Okay, we were talking about this you, the other day. Like, isn't is. it kind of not fair that like we get this complicated label? Like, I'm sorry that it wasn't important enough for you to learn in school. Like, right. it seems like no, if no, no, we no. just you guys are complicated. You could just call it your vagina and we would call it all a vagina. We didn't make it up. Male scientists made it up. Duh. Well, the point is, is that, uh, yeah, it's complicated. But but what I'm saying is it's a guy <laughs> comes and, eh, but like, you, I'm just saying you, you're scrapping out, you know, you know, David, abandoned. Can I ask you a question? Please. <clears throat> so um, are you grossed out? What part are you grossed out by the blood? No, no, and I'm fine. I'm, no. I'm so fine with the blood. I could you can never put the blood understand that. anywhere, bro. You can put it on my face, ma- turn me into like, so, yeah, some type War of like pain. center fielder for baseball. I'm fine with that. Braveheart. Yeah, it, do, it doesn't bother it me. Blood's at all. gritty. It's not like a cut your wrist blood. It's like a there's it's yeah thinner. there's a real there's a thinness, but then there's like body parts and you know what I mean. Oh, there's some. Oh, there's some. Yeah, there, there's full on groups of organs that weren't developed yet. I feel like I mean it's it, it's the uh, yeah once that's, I saw a that's finger that's wildly inaccurate. By the way. Uh, ladies are I know what I'm talking this about. This is wildly inaccurate. Nobody write in. I don't want to hear the truth. We're being irreverent, people, because uh, they will write in. Well, technically, no. But you, yeah, when you have your when you have your period, you, have, you so, I mean, because I see it because sometimes you don't flush and then you see like the remnants and you never, you know, you flip the lid up and you you don't know what you're just expecting a normal toilet and then you're like Jesus Christ. I'm pretty sure that was one time. 
I'm just saying I've lived with only dudes before. <laughs> only dudes. So this is so, so seeing a tampon was traumatic. We've for been you, dating for five years, and I'm just bringing it up. So you're welcome that it wasn't that big of a deal for me. Blood's not that big. Of, it's not that big of a deal. Period. Does, sex. Blood. Does, yeah. Does any does any of it bother you? No. If yeah. it's good for her, if she's like, if it's that's called being a healthy woman. I think it's good to have sex. I mean, is it supposed to be good to have sex in your period? It's not bad. But I thought it could be good for like cramps and stuff. Sure. Yeah. 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 I thought it was good for like to for y'all to like get over it sooner. Well, uh, okay. Yeah, Here, yeah. Here's the science. <laughs> Orgasm, right, causes like movement on the inside and it also... On the vagina because the vagina is the inside. On the inside. Gosh, I am learning. <laughs> um, but yeah, you'll have muscle spasm, right, which I guess could technically like move some things around and mm -hmm. speed it up. Mm -hmm. But then also just like the endorphins that are released, like the pleasure hormones, right. um, can provide pain relief so if right. you're having cramping period pain then an orgasm can mm, reduce the pain possibly i remember in eighth grade there was a um uh we were on a school field trip to washington dc and one of the uh classmates she got her period and all the other girls flocked around her and they all went to the bathroom together like 20 of them and they made a big deal and no one would let the guys know what happened so we didn't know what was going on right. it was just like such a taboo thing I don't. I don't think it's that way anymore. Like now, because they she like bled on her pants no, or something. Was, they had to give her a sweatshirt. People, I've seen them. They like put a tampon in a sweater and like hand it to each other like a drug deal. Who yeah, the but fuck that's why women are so amazing, dude. Do you understand if on a field trip to D.C., if I shit or peed myself, <laughs> every dude on the bus would make fun of me till I was in high school? But y'all have a problem. Women in general have an issue, and then you crowd around them like it's Whitney Houston, and then just move them. Like as a, like an amoeba to the to the bathroom. Yeah, I mean that it's totally like that unity, dude. That's support, but also like if you Peter pooed yourself, those are functions, bodily functions that you can control, Is and you pooed? can't. You guys can't control that. No, the are you serious? No, I'm not at all. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Have you shit your pants before? No. You never shit your pants. What? I did pee my pants in fourth grade. You've never shit yourself? Shit, no. Dude, you gotta, you gotta you know live what? a life. And here, I'll tell you, I came close one time. It was right <laughs> no, after no, no, I moved no. to Los Angeles, and I had to pull over. I was somewhere in like Burbank, I think, yeah. and I was just like by like a strip mall full of like doctor's offices or something right. and i ran it I, I was like can i use your bathroom to the receptionist and she was like sure like yeah. i don't think she knew what was going on if i was like a patient or what and i used that bathroom but that would have been the closest i've ever come to having a serious emergency michael oh i mean dozens of times yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. but is it i mean is it, you just you get surprised like you um it's it's always i'm not really surprised it's just a moment where i'm like i there is no bathroom and I mean, dude, it happened. It happened probably twice in the not like a full like oh my entire drawers are full of poop, but like it's definitely happened where like I'm like clinching and like some of it oozes out. And everyone oh knows. My God. You were gonna say in New Did York. Did you have yeah, to throw your underwear away? Oh yeah, dude. There was a time in college. There was a time in college. This yeah, this you, story. You don't save that. This this story is, is heinous. But I'll we'll, we'll go in. Um, I was was in uh, on like traffic going to the club in college. And we were in traffic for like 30 minutes. Like I'm dead, dead stopped going traffic. So I, I was like trying to hold it, trying to hold it, trying to hold it. I'm like, it's fine. It's fine. I'm literally going to the club. We get, we park. And the, I'm with people that I don't really, really know. So I can't be like, go to top. I'm shit. Like it wasn't. So like people I just met. So we get to the club. I run. 
I run, can't make it in because there's a line. There's no way I'm making it in. So I run behind the club where there's a dumpster and I barely make it. I poop a little bit in my drawers and I just get, I just let it go, right? So then I take, so then I t- let it go. I take like my boxers. I use my boxers to like wipe myself yeah. and I throw it. Collateral damage. Just, yeah, just throw it. And so I'm in the club dancing, sweating, like with, I didn't fully clean myself, right? So this is maybe two hours later, I'm drunk. And I meet this girl, we start like whatever, whatever. And in college, for some odd reason, I was like the king of like getting women into the bathroom so we could like fuck or, or get head or whatever, right? So I get her into um, the men's bathroom and we're like messing around in the stall. And then she like takes my pants down and I'm drunk and she takes my pants down and starts giving me head. And then I go, oh, <laughs> I shit myself. Two and a half hours ago. Like, there's no way that she doesn't smell it. So it is, it's gotta be. She's getting pink eye. But bro, oh, 100%. But then I'm like, (laughs) then I'm like, oh, hold on. I'm in the bathroom. So she can't blame it on me. She thinks it's just uh, the smelly toilet. Exactly, bro. (laughs) Saved. Yeah, but I I just, yeah, because I, but she was down there for like three minutes and I had, it was so funny because I had that like moment of me like, oh no. Two and a half hours ago, I shit myself behind a dumpster and now, you're doing and then it. you've got like anxiety and you can't focus and you're like never mind let's just call this quiz. right 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 <laughs> i wonder where right, she's right. at in her life i wonder what her i wonder she's if she's a listener i wonder if she's gonna I, listen I was to blowing this guy listening. in a club dude she uh so what's, yeah, yeah. well what's the secret to getting him into the stall i mean you're a good looking guy so anything any, th- any advice it. you give isn't gonna work for these vagrants that listen but right you know what i mean i no. mean there's nothing worse than getting advice uh, sex advice from a good looking guy because you're like oh nice that's all i need to do is have high cheekbones good you, <laughs> you, know, you know what it is Right at you, son. <laughs> I got weird. You know, <laughs> no, I liked it. You know what it is, honestly? I think that people, especially dudes, they just overthink it. They're like, oh, I need to have a strategy. I need to have lines written down. Like, I always say, like, whatever happens to, hey, how are you? What's your name? Like, and, that like, is genuinely hu- listening to the response. Because when you're too in your head thinking about what your next line's going to be, a yeah. girl can tell that you are not listening to her. Right. It's a, and and yes, I do I do think it helps that I that I, I, I don't look like a gargoyle, but like, but it I think even if like because women but you are, smelled like one. <laughs> oh, I'm just oh yeah 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 yeah. When I was 18, after a poop, I definitely smelled like one. Um, but yeah, I think that's like very underutilized. The just the regular, hey hello, how are you? Yeah. What's your name? Well, men like tricks. You know what I mean? They want to know what's the pickup line or what's the thing you need to do. And I'm I'm like you. Like you you gotta trust in your ability to say hi and then like something something of relevance to the situation. It's like crowd work, right? So it's 100%. like what's going on in the room? Oh, the music's loud. What the fuck? You know what I mean? The smoke machine's uh, shitty. Whatever the fucking deal is, if you can like talk to them. And, and Tasha, I mean, there's times, Michael, you might agree with me here. I don't know. Uh, but there's times when a girl will shut you down. I mean, shut you down. And then you're having sex later that night. Sometimes they just shut you down. And you just have to be like, you have to know, like, am I being shut down or am she just annoyed by something and I need to say hi? I mean, Tasha, when we met, you were annoyed, like, to high heavens. You were really hated me. Yeah, you were really just, like, doing all of the things that I find offensive. And here we are. Please listen. (laughs) I am down for this conversation. I did all the right things. Well, I mean, make it quick, please, because the poor listeners have probably heard this. They've heard this, but... Dave was like, we were on a bus, right? We're um, a bus. Yeah, we were going to uh, that mobile game. The set of Mildred Pierce, right? It's like an early morning call time. We catch like a five a.m. bus in the city to go way out in Long Island to some mansion. Making the story way too long. I'm trying to (laughs) shorten. Uh, 
and he's talking loud. He's like probably had four cups of coffee. It's five right. in the morning. Everyone else on the bus just wants to like close their eyes and rest. And this guy's like four rows behind me talking about like the auditions that he's been killing and like Fair all part. of this other loser stuff. Oh, and I was just like, horrendous. this idiot bad. needs to sit down. And that was just my first impression of you, Dave, was just that you were being too impression. loud. Yeah. You're being too loud and kind of obnoxious. Once that coffee kicks in, I'm pretty, uh, yeah, I'm pretty aggressive. <laughs> yeah, but then we ended up talking and there was a moment I do remember where she was kind of like gauging the situation and realized the conversation wasn't horrible. We, I was entertaining you at the very least. Yeah, you turned friends. out to be a nice guy, but I just wasn't quite awake yet. Yeah, well, you didn't get awake all day. You were miserable. You tried to leave early and go home. You were you were very pouty. I should have I should have noticed these red flags, Tasha. <laughs> very, uh, Tasha's got she's a highly sensitive person. It's a term HSP. Basically means cunt. She can be very <laughs> everything bothers her. She's too hot. She's too cold. The clothes were itchy. Everything exactly. The clothes were itchy. Oh, we wouldn't get along. Yeah. We would get along as friends, but like I would be the like I couldn't because you would be like my clothes are itchy and I'd be like shut up. Then change clothes. I don't know. I don't know what to do with you. Yeah, totally. Your stiff socks in the way. There's always something. She's very she's uh, very aware of the surroundings. So I live in a military household where everything you know. But hey, you know I'm not that way. So it's nice to live with someone like do you. Do you live with your girlfriend? Are you with the, you got a girlfriend? Right? I do have a girlfriend. We do not live together. No. How long have you been dating? Uh, we've been we've been together for in September to be a year. Oh, nice! Congratulations! Yeah, yeah. Thanks. Man. How's it going, yeah. dude? It's honestly, I always feel weird. It's going phenomenal. Yeah, like I love her. Like it's we vibe super well. Um, our communication is bananas. This is the first relationship um, where we've made it like a law in the relationship that you if you feel like one percent of a feeling towards anything. You just say it. And we have this thing where we call just say it and work backwards. So even if it's bananas, even if it's like, I just, I hate the way your kneecap looks today. I don't fucking know why, but I do. You just say it and you go, all right, that wasn't about you, but for some reason your kneecap fucking sucks or maybe I'm like depressed because it's like, so anything. That's a really great strategy. Bro, just say it and then work backwards. Yeah. Because then you're both on the same page knowing that this isn't like something that I'm going to take personally. Yeah. This is an, an accusatory, accusatory statement because this is step one. We're going to work backwards to the real thing. So right. it's not like pointed at you and something to be defensive Michael, about. Michael, you've right. created a monster right now. Oh, I like that. What's the term? Say it and then say work, it and work backwards. Uh, I, I'm just, I just said it. I'm going to work back. It's like, chill out. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean that's but that's exactly what it is. It's like you can so so you have a license to say something outlandish. You know how sometimes you have like like a innate feeling or like a gut feeling, like or, or like a blink feeling towards something, and you're like, what the fuck does that mean? And then you sort of like work it in inside yourself, and then come up with an answer. Yeah, like but, why do I feel this way? Yeah. I don't have any reason to be offended right. by your kneecap, it's, but bro, for some exactly. reason, it's really bothering right. me. Right, but it's but it's better. I have found in this relationship to just. Because normally I would feel that, then I would internalize it, I would work through it, and then I'd be like, oh, this doesn't bother me. But all of that, all of those workings, she doesn't know what happened. She yeah, doesn't know and the you're just being weird for 30 minutes while you figure it out work. on your own. And also then she can learn how, how you work. So then all of a sudden, like, we have, like, shorthand to certain events that happened, and I think it just, you just understand how, like, I digest emotion. I understand how she digests information. And then so it's easier to any situation. I can be like, oh, though you're pissed because of blah, 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 blah. And then she's like, yeah, I just, and then I just, there's a bunch of shorthand now. Because yeah. I feel like you just, you could understand a person. And it's so much easier when you know that, that oh, the brakes are squeaky. All right, let's work on the brakes. Meanwhile, you know, you could have just spent all your time looking at something completely different. I do that where I'm like, yeah. I don't even know what she's mad at. 
but if I would apologize if I knew and I, and I'm not I mean I'm not a I'm not a dumb guy I've been completely off many times from like that's what you were upset about I would have apologized like 72 hours ago like I literally right. would have no idea because I'm just doing my own thing and it doesn't mean I don't care to know it means I'll pick up on what I think it is isolate it and then I'm, I'm so far off but it wasn't even in the microscope of what I was looking at you know what I mean because I loved I mean I'm always wanted to want to resolve everything I always want everything to be resolved yeah. but and I'm not saying I'm not blaming you Tasha but sometimes it's just layered and I'm like I don't even know what it is well and but you glossed over the important part of what we just said is that like say it and work backwards prevents defensiveness exactly. which is like one of like the big like bombs you already are like feeling a little off and as soon as like you say something and somebody gets defensive oh right. my gosh now we've got a big explosion so did this be, did this come uh, come about after like a fight where you didn't that didn't happen and you were like so, Let's, we need to work backwards here so we we had the luxury um that a lot of people don't have is we literally just fucked around for like nine months so we were having these long drawn out conversations with no like there was stakes. No, no stakes, zero stakes. So we were having all these like really in-depth conversation and I was really understanding how her brain worked and how she like digests certain emotions with no stakes. So it, we, we, so like we learned each other really well. And then, cause it was just like, yo, we're casual. That's literally how we met. Cause I, cause I broke up with someone very shortly before I met Claudia, who's my girlfriend now, she did the same thing. So we were just like, we just got our long-term relationship. We're dead inside. Blah, blah, blah. Let's just have sex. <laughs> so it was like, and but we vibed really well. We would literally, she would like come over. We would talk for like two hours. Dope-ass conversation. We would fuck. We would go to sleep, wake up, have breakfast, have dope conversation for like two hours, and then she'd leave. And we'd both be like, we don't feel anything. Shut up. <laughs> the whole time I felt something. I was like, nah, come on, bro. I don't just push it all down, you know? Um, but we had that un, that unfair advantage of like, that so then that would that just became how we handled well shit. we we talked with a lot of people i mean we've done, this is this is probably episode 353 i, I have to shit. think about it. yeah we've done this for a long time and all the relationships that are working the healthy ones seem to be they started in a very neutral place it wasn't one person uh, being too needy or the other because it's when you start on like a rocky boat it's the more you try to fix it the more it's just gonna you know it's very hard to like stabilize that and uh I, I, so we were probably talking earlier today to somebody about this how like the best relationships seem to happen when you don't want one or you're just happy on your own right. so like the fact that you were both coming out of things that you didn't want you put zero pressure on it so then you were able to just kind of just like go slow and then it can actually build into what it's supposed to be right yeah, yeah. that's not easy i mean i've sometimes you just you a lot of people you, you find a relationship you're like boom this is the one all the red flags are painted white you do your thing and then all of a sudden you know it's not what you thought it would be and then you and then you try to like sort of reverse engineer and it's like no that's just not what it was yeah you've you've already built habits and it's so hard to be like to like rebuild a thing that you already built have you have you like worked on yourself like what's something you've done in the past that you've had to like tone down (laughs) 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 i thought this whole thing was going on for the audio listeners boone uh just Just got his leg stuck on a cord old man my question was have you learned like things that you do that are kind of shitty for the relationships that you've had to adjust or like uh, you know because comics we can be very selfish with Um, our our pursuits yeah I think that um, I I think I think that I learned that I um, try to fight rage like I have I have uh, 
I don't know if I have rage issues, I would say, but I, but that's like a short fuse. hundred percent. So that's my go-to. It's either like massive, massive indifference or massive rage. Those are my two go-tos in like any type of like fight or or like heated conversation. So I've like learned that I just need to, I just need to say it. I need to just just say anything that I'm feeling. It massively helps me. To, yeah, yeah, putting a label on it. That's what they talk about in the perfection detox. Just like labeling the thing that you're doing, if you're ruminating or whatever else. As soon as you put the the label on it, you give it a name, it sort of reduces its power. It's like oh, yeah. when it's a feeling that you're just like, then it's like got all this control over you. But when you're like, nah, this is just anger or rage or whatever you call it by its name yeah then it's like okay no this is a rational feeling right it right al- yeah it also like diffuses like it, it I, th- I don't know if you just said it also like diffuses it's like power over me if i'm just like listen i am enraged right now <laughs> i don't know why but i am furious <laughs> and then we can sort of just be like okay why am i furious but Dude, four years, I never would do that. Yeah. I would just be like, oh, how about fuck you? How about that? We'll start there and I would leave or I would just like leave and then come back after I cooled down. But there's something there's something to the rage. So why, why am I taking a walk and coming back when I'm cooled down? I think it's, for me, I, I, would like, I would like my first reaction not to be rage. So I need to like, so I've been trying to like, uh, you know, take it head on and try to like diffuse yeah. it in the moment as opposed to like taking a walk. You I'm, give it a name, right? You yeah. take away its power and then you give it a replacement feeling. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. And that's all it is, is brain training. Because the more, yeah. just like we were talking about before, I think we turned the sound on, is like the more and more something is your go-to attitude, the mm-hmm. deeper and deeper those like rivers get. And it yeah. becomes like, it becomes your your brain's number one choice because it's all about having the quickest synapses. Right. I've right? Seen, it's I've like an people, auto, a, see, a machine. You ever just see people snap over like nothing? You know what I mean? Just like, there's some people out there that, I mean, like we're talking about it, so we're obviously doing the work, and we still have like triggers and stuff. But some people out there, I mean, it really is just like emotional IQ and the inability to. Well, or it's just like that they've been in that practice for a long time. Like if you say see a lady having a nervous breakdown in a restaurant or at a gas station mm-hmm. or something, you're like, wow, you're a miserable person because there's no way you went from A to Z if you right. aren't already going from A to M every other day. Yeah, yeah. you know. You know, my big thing, my big thing being raised Catholic, I think, or or being from New England. I don't I never know if it's being from New England or being Catholic, but it's, it's the same thing. It's the same thing, right? Yeah. It's this pure, pure, <laughs> t- there is no difference. Right. I, I literally didn't know a Jewish person until I went to college. We just had Irish Catholic. And, uh, uh, it, the, the thing it, the thing that we would do and is still done is like, we'll help other people, but then we'll, our expectations are for them to return the favor and then we'll be mad at them. So like basically giving gifts and being mad at the person that you just gave the gift to. So like, because I'll be, you right. have like that expectation of reciprocity. Yeah. So I'll be, I'll be doing, I'll be, but do you not stuff. even give them the chance? I mean, to reciprocate you, you try to, down but the line, you, or you just keep it in your back pocket and worried about that's it. That's when you know what you're doing, you might chill out and, and whatever. But like with Channing, my buddy Channing, it's like, man, I, I got mad at him the other day because he didn't do some something stupid and simple. And it's like, just because I like, I've been helping him him out, and I have to be like, you know, you help your friends out because you're happy to help them out, and right. they'll yeah. be they'll be there for you no matter what. But like, not they don't always know what you need back. And you need to manage your expectations. Expectations are like the number one most triggering thing. For for lots of people, you know, you, it, it, you have an expectation and then when other people don't meet it, they're not mind readers. No, but I'm like, I am 
like the most loyal, like I expect the highest level of loyalty from people. And that, that might be an ego thing, but like only the people that are in my can, inner circle. Can I say something? Yeah. That's your fault. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Like it, that, that expectation, because, because it's like boil it down. A lot of the stuff we're talking about is like, it's just control. You can control. You can't control. You can control your expectations towards something. You can't control what they give you. You can control your expectations. And that, I mean, that's something else that I've learned a lot too. It's like, I mean, especially in like stand up or you're an actress. Model. Model. I love that correction. I'm a model. <laughs> um, we do not talk. Acting is a wonderful. She's, she's a great actress, actually. Thank you. you need to reframe the way you say that because you're a great actress. It's just not my priority, models. but anyway. Right. Um, what was I saying? Uh, oh yeah, so I was saying just like as like stand-ups and um, modeling as well. It's like control what you can control. It's like the age-old thing, but like you really, it's so much easier said than done. Like you put that into practice consistently. I think that bleeds over into like all aspects of your life. Oh yeah. And that, that is like a trigger thing. It's like, how come that person didn't blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, that you, you, I remember I was talking to my sister one time and she was like having um, issues with her boyfriend at the time. And she was like, she gave him like, she like made him a lunch or whatever. And then she like, and I was like, before you give him the lunch, Understand that you should give him the lunch because you want to give him the lunch, not because you want like love or because you want anything back. You want to give him the lunch because you love him, period. That's it. And then walk away because you have these weird expectations. All of a sudden, he doesn't write you a poem in two days and all of a sudden you guys are in a <laughs> furious fight. Then don't give him the lunch then. Tell, don't give him the lunch. Tell him you want a poem. Yeah. It's the I'm going to trade you this lunch right now for a poem in two days. <laughs> but seriously, like it sounds, but like that sounds crazy. And I think like before this relationship and obviously yo, we have problems. I'm not saying that oh, we're perfect, but like, but I think like before this relationship, I would have been like, that's bananas to say that. But like that's but the but that's the spelling say it. it out. No, you gotta pain. spell it out. <laughs> we got the best book years ago called "Spelling It Out for Your Man," and I'm pretty sure I threw it at Dave at some point. But yeah, it wasn't a hardcover though. That was the whole <laughs> thing. Was a that was a I had a bit, yeah, I was like, she got me this book, and then it was like, oh, luckily it was a used soft cover. It was pretty nice. No, but we uh, don't cut. throw things anymore. Um, you did throw that at me because I was like, I was like, babe, on page seventy. I was like, I'm not... spelling it out for you. No, but you still you still struggle with spelling it out for me, Tasha. I'm just letting you know. Well, I mean, I'm just saying. But you, practice makes perfect. No. And I, I think it's so important that, that you need to, A, manage your expectations, but also make your expectations known. 100%. Now, what is, does your girlfriend work in the industry? Is she, she's an Now, actress, do, yeah. do you have to, um, how's that roller coaster? Like, do you have to, uh, do you know when she's uh, in her highs and her lows and dealing with her sort of, you know, the, the flightiness of the industry, you know, the, all the side jobs, things like that? Like, do you guys lean on each other or like, how does that work? So I think we have an advantage because she is successful so even with that i think there's less because she is but even with that there are there are like those moments when you know something's high stress or yeah or or just like value issues for me so much that's my biggest achilles heel is like value like i people can be like you're funny you're funny and if i it's i have a huge like value issue and i think like all of us as act or you know as as you know artists have value issues and Do you i mean think self-worth like how oh you yeah value of how you feel you're you oh are. yeah oh yeah self-worth zero <laughs> my, my my so it's it's um it just fluctuates and nothing and I put all of my expectation or all of my um, self-evaluation on stand-up. 
or on like just being so being if an you're artist. if you've had a couple rough sets in a row yeah then like all zero. of a sudden you're like what the hell am i doing here oh zero i'm yeah. nothing it's, it's well, the only currency we have in the bank account is withdrawn off of a bad set a couple yeah. of bad sets in a row it's like all right i'm 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 uh i'm, I'm uh, bouncing checks right now i can't yeah i, I feel the same way and then, yeah. but then you have to kind of like, you have to, there's, there's a blessing and a curse to that feeling of inadequacy. You know, it's like the good thing is that's your drive. That's going to make you like sure. really successful, but it's also the thing you have to like tame. It's just like this fucking wild oh bull. Dude, you ever read the book? Um, and I've said this a hundred times on my podcast and I'll say it again here. The, the uh, war in art, the art of that? war, the war of art. Do you know what I'm, the war of art. I talk it about the war it all of the time. Art? The war of art. Cause it's the play on the words of the art of war. I actually have it around the corner, yeah. Okay, are we talking about the same book? Who's it by? Do you remember? Uh, Pressfield. Thank you. Okay, yeah. so, and you probably talked about this a million times, but the part, and I'll say it again, the part that resonates with me so much is the part where he's like, as as an artist, you you do a thing, you, you, you submit the thing, or you say the joke, and then it's done. You're done yeah, with it. Yeah, then you let it go. And you let it go because you're already better. You've already said the thing, so you're already a better comic. You already wrote the thing, so you're already a better screenwriter. So you, you s- did you the work, and you're and you're done. The part that really resonated with me was, and you're already better, so you don't give a fuck if anyone likes it or hates it because you're like, oh cool, you hate it, I'm already better. Oh cool, you like it, it doesn't really matter because I'm already better. That is something that I literally say to myself if I have like a whatever set. I'll go like I'll take a walk and be like. You're already better, and I'm like, you know why you're better? Because this tag didn't work, and it's good that it didn't work because your line you didn't know. work, and now I know it doesn't work. It allows you to disconnect from the result 100%, a little bit. Dude. You know, the result that is not going to give you validation. You're right. It's having shown up, having done the work, mm-hmm. and learning from it. Yeah. Either way, you're better off. Yeah, because yeah. what we're talking about is that crippling feeling of. Not necessarily perfection, but whether you know uh, the fe- the feeling of resistance that the War of Art talks about. It's the feeling of like why even you know. It's like it's the procrastinating we feel because we don't know what the outcome is going to be. But but that book kind of teaches you that you just have to do. You have to do. You have to know that you're going to be better for it. It's just part of the process and not worrying about the outcome. The hard part with stand up and comedy is all the all the variables variables that exist that are like right in our face that we have to sort of be like, all right, fuck that crowd. I mean, how many comics are great that that like that weren't even either a understood or just didn't quite tap into their brilliance. You know, people talk about how like Bill Burr, you know, in their early years, was just like eating dicks on stage. And you can imagine that where if like things weren't sort of like dialed in, right. He's just some angry guy yelling or, you know what I mean? But then you see it like all put together and you're like, Jesus Christ. I mean, like it's like whatever energy he had that wasn't completely um, fulfilled when it now, like as a pro, I mean, he's, I mean, how many albums does he have? Seven. His new one's coming out this month. I just, yeah, I get that. Talk about stiff socks. Oh boy. (laughs) Bill Burr's my man. But anyway, yeah, it's like you, we look at these like kind of like uh, heroes and they've got it all figured out and you just have to realize like we're doing the dance and you know, you just have to stay and again, it all comes down to staying in your own lane. But yeah, it's tough in a relationship. Tasha's the more successful one when it comes to everything financially, you know what I mean? And I'm the blessing that I have is that I don't have to worry about like a broke ass actress that I'm supposed to support. You know what I mean? Like that would be horrible just to be like both of us, you know, John at each other, but also like she's got to deal with me, you know, when's, when's the, uh, you know, the, the, the long-term investment of stand-up comedy, right? you know, it's a long, you know, it's, it can be a long road, but I don't, I don't want to talk it, talk, talk about it in ways that that's like affirming that it has to be a long road. Like it's a long process, but also there should be rewards along the way. 
I, saw, I heard, and I don't remember where I heard this, but I'll never forget it because I really feel like it helped me reframe my mindset that you don't have to be a starving artist. You can be an artist and you don't have to be starving. There doesn't have to be a struggle. You don't have to live in your car to have that E! True Hollywood story right. about your life when you're successful. Like, it's almost like we've manifested that like we have to struggle in order to be successful, but that's not true. No, your life can be whatever you want it to be. So like for me, you know, I, I came from New York before I moved to LA and, um, uh, when I first, so basically I, w I was in school. I was supposed to go back to school. I was in New York on sort of like an internship and it was time to move back. And I had been working as a model on mm -hmm. top of my real job. And, um, I booked this big thing and it was going to shoot over the break when I was supposed to be moving back. And while I was shooting this thing, I had postponed my move. I got another job offer and I was just mm -hmm. like, I had been unhappy at school and I was like, obviously I'm not going back. I'm following the breadcrumbs here, right. but it was hard. My yeah. sublet, you know, my lease was up in the place that I was in. So I got a sublet on the Upper West Side. I think my room was $1,400 a month. I was living Yo. in, I mean, it was an amazing apartment. I lived with a great gr group but of like guys. It's like a 20 year old. But I literally had barely any savings. You know, I maybe had what was left over of one paycheck, my last mm -hmm. paycheck at my job. Um, I had just enough to like, I don't think I had to put a deposit or maybe it was a smaller deposit, but to pay the first month's rent. And then I literally was like counting the days that I could expect every check from those modeling jobs mm -hmm. to come in and like not eating a $5 Subway sandwich because I couldn't afford it. You know right, what I mean? Right. So like, but, but so I don't know even where I heard this, but it really reframed my mindset from feeling like, Oh my God, New York's a grind. I have to struggle to like, no, I don't. Yeah, I don't have to struggle. I can make this whatever I want to be. I can be an artist and I can be successful at it. This doesn't have to last forever. You know, if you like the uh, War of Art, you got to read Marianne Williamson's The Law of Divine Compensation. It's, We're really uh, digging I'm it. I'm digging Yo, her. Basically, okay. she just says... I like, love these recommendations. Yeah, and I love that we started... Usually, we start spiritual and then get sexual. We started with blowjobs an hour <laughs> second. No. I like to start with a blowjob and then talk about Marianne Williamson, a 67-year-old self-help expert. Uh, and also, she's she's running for a Democratic... Um, she's one of like the 22 people running for president. She's but yeah, she's, she's got my vote. She's yeah. so foo-foo, but, she's, but she's, we love she's, her. She's the one that everyone made fun of because she's very like... She's uh, all but the crystal but like she's you know she's she's all very holistic but the the whole thing is is that miracles are supposed to come to us we're supposed to have abundance and it's mm -hmm. it's it's uh, we're like goalies just shucking away the puck it's like let the miracle come like it's supposed to happen all the good things are supposed to happen but like we kind of like through anxiety through fears we kind of get in the way of all the good things so so there's two there's two types of feelings you can have and this is good for relationships or or your professional life, there's the, the feelings of miracle and the feelings of fear. So even when in a fight, I have to like sit like as, you know, if Tasha's mad at me, I have to go, well, instead of being, instead of being af afraid of this fight and dealing with all the defensiveness, I need to accept the miracle of like, well, maybe she's explaining to me what's been wrong with her. Like I, well, and it's sort of like what we were just talking about that everything's a learning experience. Right. Like that doesn't just come to like, you know, your sort of like professional knowledge or like stand up or whatever. It's like, like every relationship, every interaction, every fight is all learning as well. So if you flip, if you flip the script, it's a learning experience. And like, I can be thankful for this and I can move on. And then I'm, I've still got my pathways open for positivity. That's tough. And yeah, it's tough. I mean, so how this uh, uh, side side question here, how, how did you get into stand up? Was it something you wanted to do? Did you stumble into it? 
I sort of stumbled into it. Um, I th- uh, like just like in co- like stand up wasn't in my life. Like I it, people are like even my girlfriends like oh, I used to go to sleep watching Raw and like you know Eddie Murphy's Raw and like it was just it wasn't in my life. I didn't know anything about it. Um, but in college, I was always like the class clown my entire life. So in college, just like everyone that I kind of ran into told me I should do it. And then I moved to New York to act. And then my roommate at the time was doing like stand up. And I came to, I went to a show of his and he, he did well, but I was like looking at him like, I know this dude. If, if he can do it, like I, I can do it. Yeah. So then I just like went home that night and I just like started writing. And then like within like a week, I just was like, I just got on stage and, you know, ate my dick for three years. And then I got, it got, you know, I finally got a laugh. But, but yeah, that was it. Like it wasn't. Where did you go to school? Uh, wow. Uh, Coastal Carolina University. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't know why I thought you were in New York for school. No, no, Coastal no. Coastal Carolina. Yeah, that's, South Carolina, geez. bro. And that's where, it was that where you got the, uh, the uh, Blumpkin blowjob? Yeah. Is that where you, yeah. yeah. The Blumpkin the blowjob. That's, yeah, that's another name for a pipe. We used to name the podcast of Blumpkin. It's when you get a blowjob when you're taking a shit. I've never heard this before. I love that Tasha didn't I grow up with like. it was like Country Bumpkin. Am I right? Blumpkin. It, a Blumpkin. Yeah, Blumpkin is, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Every once in a while, we've been dating for so long. She's I, every I just about every episode. There's a term she's never heard of, and I, I think of how sheltered she. She went to art school. I was in a fraternity, so like yeah. I feel like she missed out on the. What the, frat were you in? Lambda Chi Alpha. <laughs> Whatever, bro. What were you? Pike, man. Pike. We didn't. Have, yeah, well, we didn't have a Pike. <laughs> we didn't. Have, we didn't have yours either. Yeah. I don't know why. Lambda. <laughs> Lambda was cool in some places. Like Kenny Chesney was Lambda. I think Roosevelt was Lambda. But in some places, you're nerds. It really depends on where you are. We were we were pretty nerdy. But what you know? But we also had a nice house, so we all fucked. Oh. We had a mansion. You know what I mean? We had a nice mansion. We had an old That'll mansion. Help. Ghost ghosts were haunted. We do ghost tours. Oh, girls would get nervous. You know. Isn't it funny when you're that <laughs> when you're that young? Like things that don't matter at all right now mattered so much. Like you could get a girl based on you have like an iPod. You know what I mean? Like just some stupid. Well, how old are you? Uh, thirty. You're thirty. Yeah. So, so Facebook came out my sophomore year of college. Facebook came out the year I was in a, living in a fraternity. Yeah. And at that, and it just, I feel old like talking about it, but it, of course it was the Facebook, and it was only for your school. So it started with the Ivy Leagues, and then I went to University of Rhode Island. So like New England schools, and then trickled down. And you didn't get fo- like photos. You had your profile photo. You didn't even get to crop it. You had to pre-crop it, then upload it. That was it. But that's how like people started. I mean, like so you Facebook was in full speed when you were in college. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean that's kind of like how you set up you know communicating i mean because before facebook you just had to meet people i mean there was you sure there was you know other things myspace and stuff but that wasn't really where you would because facebook at school you could just be like oh we're in class together and then now we're friends and then i'm messaging her versus going up in person and it's really like i don't know because my uh, i feel like most people can handle the communication once the ice has been broken but i don't know if today's generation can handle the ice breaking aspect of it all well the ice breaking aspect doesn't exist the the digital ice break exists but the in-person ice break it you don't need it like well, you can you can literally form an entire relationship on like online and then you just meet after like it's almost like the ice breaking now is the blue check mark like are you verified no i'm not i'm not either but if you were that's it. What does that have to do with ice I'm breaking? Saying, I'm just saying, if you're like verified, if it helps if, to if cut some, through the bullshit. Yeah, it just cuts through the bullshit, and someone goes, "Oh, geez, you got your, you have a following." I mean, it's not like if you met a guy. I mean, we were at a party, and this guy 
was talking to us and told us he had a big following. It was bananas that he said it that way. But we were like, first of all, we don't care. But if 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 say like say Tasha, say say one of your friends, say Sammy was single and she met some dude and she was like, I don't know, he seems nice. And like, should I take him home? And you're like, I don't know. And then you look at his Instagram and he's got a couple hundred thousand followers and he seems it like a, it's it, currency. It can't hurt. It's currency. That sounds it, like a giant red flag. And I would tell her to definitely stay away. This guy is probably a douchebag. If really? he mentioned it, but if she finds it, she's good. Jeez, hold on. Let me. I want to dive into this real quick. You would think he was a douchebag because he had a following. Because he had a blue check mark. I just think that like people who have blue check marks, most of them, not all of them. I know a few people with blue check marks that are cool, but we're talking about guys specifically. I just think that guys, they they'll capitalize on whatever it is they've got to get laid. So I'm gonna immediately think that this guy is sleazy and he's sleeping with a different girl every night. Michael's because like a, a Michael's a defense lawyer. He's like <laughs> he's like ruffling his notes. Well, because because I because my question to you is, it doesn't hurt. That's that's what I want to post to you. It, I don't I don't think that if if he was leaning on it, if he was that dude, whatever months ago, they thought was like I have a following. All right, well that is your one hundred percent value. But like having a blue check mark and having a following, if you look at his Instagram, it doesn't hurt unless he's leaning on it. So like if he was like a nice dude, whatever, I guess and you look at and you looked at and he was a blue well, you know mark, it, used it would be, help. It used to yeah, be yeah, Tasha, yeah. It used to be like if if you it's met- one of, it's just one of those like many sort of red flags. Not saying I'm I'm not gonna put all like put him all in, into this category without like considering other factors. Right. But it's the same way that like I just like a really attractive guy i'm just like i don't trust you at all i don't trust you as far as i can throw you i'm gonna approach this with some skepticism that's, why would that's what i was gonna say <laughs> she always mentions she's like hates these attractive guys and i'm like uh we were talking about male models earlier yeah was, l- l- last episode she's like i hate the i hate these successful guys and i was like oh good all right well glad you settled for me she was like i don't i don't want no she this is what she said she goes i don't want guys that uh it's hard to date out of your category yeah so you, so you want to date below you that's <laughs> no I, I said at your level that it's intimidating but this whole thing came off of ice breaking which i was like not understanding how you were but Tasha, so like equating if, the it, blue check mark to ice but it used to be like if you met someone they'd be like all right let me give you my number like i'm talking old school maybe before cell phones and you get out their number and put it on their business card and hand it to you they don't have to say i am a vp of so-and-so but then you get the card and you go fuck and now you can look at instagram and go okay, he's a doctor all right i understand so now you, now you do the you know now you have to have their social presence that shows that you've got like your thing you don't have to but i'm just saying you use what you have to your advantage right you don't that, i think that's my point is like you don't have to have it but it doesn't hurt that that's my whole thing it's like you if you have a big bank account or you have a porsche you have a big house if you don't lean on it, if that's not your identity it doesn't hurt well i think it's the same as having like a cool group of guy friends like a girl who sees a guy at a bar who's like having a good time with a bunch of friends that look normal and look cool sure. like that's an attractive thing you're like oh this person's not a weirdo so they have saying, people that like that. Like if a that. guy if a guy is with his buddy you know being super confident talking loud on a bus you wouldn't be attracted <laughs> to that see that's exactly what you were attracted to you attracted to what you didn't like but you're t- you're with them right now is my point i don't so you know think, what you're talking what I tell about Tasha, like, this she is not your group of friends Tasha, you were just shouting into the wind around a bunch of strangers Tasha doesn't know what works you know what i mean because she's as a woman she's got different she gets to decide which guys like stick but like we've been rejected. Uh, hello rewind that's my value here is that i can give you inside into the mind of all girls so i do know what works because i'm going to tell you what is rejection factor and what is acceptance factor let me ask you this 
this is a this is a little uh, trick that I used to use uh, when I was single, and I think my biggest attribute is silliness in an environment that doesn't breed silliness, right? So a club or a bar and that type of thing. So what I would do is I would like, oh, be like, oh, that girl's really cute, whatever. So I would sit at the bar and like just look at her until she gave me eye contact, and then I would do something super silly <laughs> at her. Like, like she would, the little like straw ro- walrus or like no no that's that you know so funny I don't know why I'm like immediately like no it's hack I would never do that <laughs> <laughs> like, so defensive I'm authentic <laughs> with my but that was my initial reaction I was like I'm not hack bro but but no I would just do something stupid like I would just like stick my tongue out like a little kid that she would look at me and be like like that or something so like I think that is a thing and i'm asking you because it's it's definitely i mean it's definitely worked for me in the past because i feel like a lot of dudes always need to they, they feel like they need a thing they feel like they need to be like oh yeah look at your face it's like ocean on top of a snow cone like what the fuck are you talking about dude <laughs> but like i feel like uh like silliness or like just weird shit that you're like oh i've never seen someone do that before well helps. not taking it too seriously right. that's the key and that's the risk you not go into not taking yourself too seriously right. you, you go into the risk of being like uh you know of, of looking like an idiot and that's like you know what i mean so like i i there was one time i remember the bar professor tom's new york city you guys remember professor tom's don't. it's a, it was a patriots bar so it's all new englanders <laughs> i know real assholes all assholes yeah 100%. just boot cut jeans and bangs you know men you know uh and uh i remember it, it was nighttime so it wasn't like a, a socks game or anything it was just like uh people were hanging out and some girl walks by to leave and and i i mean it's my single days tasha okay so you know you, you never know what move you're going to use until like something's walking by and like i need to talk to that person and like i just like i didn't like touch her or stop her i was like oh man you're leaving wow oh, geez this is gonna be the biggest mistake of your life but like i did it in like an overly you know like obviously it wasn't you know right a big big deal and and she did not stay but she was like oh that's <laughs> <laughs> but she was like oh that's so sweet oh blah, blah, blah. and then she left and who knows maybe she was like oh maybe i should have stayed or maybe she's got a boyfriend but like i at least was like ah the, you know real quick you miss 100 percent of the shots you don't take but this is what we were talking about and it's a more important point is like digital ice breaker versus in-person icebreaker and right. i think you're right that like the younger generation it, like sure maybe there's like a small adrenaline rush or like a little bit of anxiety before you send the first dm mm. i don't know but it definitely doesn't compare to the in-person icebreaker and that requires practice i mean literally like think about the nerves like before you go on stage right it right. gets better i mean maybe it's still you still get nervous every time i still get nervous before every audition mm-hmm. um you know and so like it's like calming that sort of I mean, what what would that be? Is that your limbic system? I don't know. But you get, you get an adrenaline rush. You might get flushed. You might get hot. Uh, yeah, the more like you practice flight. that, the better you get at it. Right. And like that's how you are able to not take it so seriously. That's how you're able to make it fun and casual is when like the stakes aren't so high because you've had some practice at this and you've seen yourself like fail and succeed and you realize that it doesn't really matter. Right. There's going to be at least three guys that try something goofy at a bar and, and expect a blowjob at the bathroom. Now. They're going to write it. It's worked 100% of the time. <laughs> That's a guarantee you have here. Last question before we get out of here because we're already pushing on an hour. Uh, time flies. Um, my question was, with trust in your relationship, you travel. Everyone travels, right? Yep. We're, we're all nomads with what we do. How do you maintain trust? when? Uh, and is it a challenge with your girlfriend knowing that you're out there, a good-looking guy doing stand-up, making people laugh? Um, no, we don't really have a, we don't have an issue with trust. Um, I think it's just you, 
anytime there's even a, a, a slight inclination of no trust, and I'm worth, I'm talking about like minimal shit. Like this is the dumbest example, but I'll run you through it. She um, called me one time, and I literally did not get the phone call. Did not get it. So whatever late, whatever time later, she Facetimed me, and we were talking, and she goes, she goes, oh, how come you didn't call me back? I was like, oh, I, I didn't, I didn't get your call. She goes, you didn't get my call. I was like, no, I didn't get my call. She goes, oh, okay, and then we talked for like another minute. She goes. But hold on, you didn't get my call. And I go, no. And she started acting all weird. I'm like, do you think I'm lying to you? <laughs> I go, I was literally playing tennis with Rob. Playing tennis. Like, what, what, what's happening here? She's like, no, I just like, it's kind of weird. Like, I mean, I would kind of act like that if I was lying. I'm like, you literally <laughs> think that I'm lying to you right now. Like, yeah. that's, that's bananas. And I was like, and then we got to the point where I said this, and this is why I told this whole story. It's like, let's use like the history of our relationship as like a barometer of if I'm lying to you or not. Have I ever lied to you before? And she's like, no. I go, so why would I start now off like a thing that means nothing? Like what would even be the motive here? Yeah. And I think that's like where I was trying to get to. It's like for me and trust, I go, I trust someone 100% until they give me a reason not to. And then once you give me that reason, we're going to have a problem. Yeah, now the, now or maybe the, it's just time to recalibrate. Meaning what? You know? Just like get back to okay, well, let's see. Uh, it does this make sense? Why this person would be lying to me? Has they lied? Have they lied to me in the past? Right. You know, like recalibrate. Right. Do we even have an issue with FaceTiming not showing up on Tasha's phone? And it's pissing me the fuck off. The other night, I FaceTimed her, and then an hour later, I was like, "Well, I guess you know." I said, well, "I guess I want to hear from you." She goes, "You haven't called me." I go. I FaceTimed you. No, you didn't. So then I had to screen grab it. You didn't ask me for this. It'd be weird if... It would always be weird if you would just like prove it. You know what I mean? But like from on my end, feeling guilt for something I didn't... So it's like when you leave uh, H&M and you think you, you feel like you stole something, but you didn't. Yeah. You ever like not buy something? And you're like, ah, they're going to think I'm stealing of stuff. Course, every single time. Yeah. Every time a cop is next to me, I go, oh shit, I got drugs in the car. Yeah. I, don't. I don't. I don't sell drugs. I don't have... But I got drugs. I have some, all the drugs in my car right now. Just cocaine on your nose. Yeah, I'm like, what? Yeah. So I always think I'm going to be... I'm guilty of stealing something. But in that I was like I screen grabbed it and be like look I FaceTimed you this I don't run an app where it fakes that I FaceTimed you it shows you the minute I called you so it's like I say like relationships don't need that those little things we just need to we need to like address it move on yeah I'd rather I like you with your girlfriend it's almost like I'd rather I'd rather Tasha call it out then right. like feel weird and I'd rather I'd rather her think like oh something's weird and then and then solve it right there than her being like having the back of her head that I'm lying to her yeah you know we had um, J. Chris Newberg on uh, earlier today um, and uh, I don't know if that podcast will come out before or after yours so I might be spoiling it but he was a private investigator and people would like what yeah Back in like the '90s or some shit before before 9/11. I love Jay Chris, by the way. Yeah, and so he would he would uh, I, I won't give away his whole his whole podcast. I'll just retell it to you. But he would like he, there are people that have these hunches that they were being cheated on, and he would be paid good money to go follow that shit around. Yeah, and it's like your relationships just don't need that. We don't need in today's world to have a hunch that you know you know trust trust is the most important thing. And social media brings out the 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 ugly relationships I think quicker because it's like shit. You know you can't you can't get away with anything. You're gonna find you know you're gonna find where someone is everyone we're geotracked everywhere just be honest you know yeah there's no um just i mean is what you said it's like trust is like the most important and once it's broken for me specific i'll just talk to myself it's it's over dude like it's it's over unless the lie is like so small and then we need to really talk about why you felt like you had to then maybe we can get somewhere but like it's gonna be really hard because it's like you've already okay now now we have a history now we have a history of no trust even if it's as small as possible because like because i've had it i've had a history of like relationships where like people cheat like just like really breaking like the the trust laws 
And so like now I made a pack myself whatever years ago. I'm like, I, it's going to really impact me because I don't want to have to be like, I'm going to CVS. She leaves and I go, did she go to CVS? I, I want to know <laughs> that you went to CVS because the moment that I go, did you go to CVS? It's over, dude. Yeah. Well, it's like you've got to trust your instincts. If you're, that's what uh, Chris did. Yeah. Chris said, it's like if you're at the point where you need to hire a private investigator, buddy, I mean, yeah. it, it's already broken. Dude, he was trailing, a year ago. He was, was he was trailing a guy in a on a flight. He like followed this chick on a flight, four seats don't, behind. Don't don't give yeah. away uh, whole like, episode. I'm, that's just a second of it. But it's like crazy to think that. And 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 the guy was right. You know what I mean? So it's like clearly, you know, the the red flags were already up. But it's like, yeah, just fucking. Just you know, you when you get to know someone and you bond and live together like we do, it's like you'd hope that you could like read somebody. That's like when you know. You, you, but by the way, these people that have time to cheat and lie, like I don't have enough <laughs> bandwidth to like fabricate a lie. Are you kidding too me? Too tired. Oh my god! There gosh. are people that have two lives. Yes, like yeah. two wives and two children, homes, two pairs of children. What my bro? buddy my buddy found out that his dad oh end on this because we gotta go my buddy found out that his dad had a family in Russia but his dad worked a job that sent him to Russia he probably knocked her up years ago and a whole thing yeah. happened a whole thing happened and it just you know it was like it was easier for him to, to like, like keep going to keep with it, the lie to keep going with it rather than to like just admit it and it all blew up like 20 years later the, you know his mom found some receipts in his dad's oh. sock draw speaking of stiff socks that was a stiff bill hey a fucking hundred thousand dollars and anyway um uh we got to get out of here so that was a weird uh transition um i wrote down your instagram so people can find michael it's at Blah comedy. Blau. 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 Oh my god. It's okay, man. You messing my name the Blau Stein. Time. <laughs> Keep this trend going. Blau Stein, right? Yeah, Blau Stein, but the, the Instagram is Blau Comedy. B L A U Comedy. Any dates or anything you want to plug? Anything going on? Um honestly all my dates that are when is this coming out? That's a good question. This it, is so two I mean, or three weeks. We're gonna be in uh we might should we say where we're going? No. We're gonna be very, very far away when this podcast comes out and we may or may not have been robbed by that point. No, we're, we're not going. gonna why would you put that in the universe, you weirdo? I'm sorry, I just you know and we have house sitters. And we have house sitters, so don't try to rob us. But uh, this podcast will be coming <laughs> out in, mid- in mid-September. <laughs> right? Okay. Jeez, that means... Dude, we, you just put out weird vibes, what? dude. Why? Well, guys, listen. <laughs> um, I got... Listen, if this is going to be out mid-October... or what, I'm sorry, mid-September... It'll, no, it'll, it'll be out in the next two weeks. Okay, two well, the, the only day... I have September dates, but no one can go because it's all private stuff. But uh, October, uh, I will be 18th and 19th. I'll be at the DC Improv. And then October 25th and 26th, I will be at Madhouse Comedy Club. So come oh, on to those. nice. We have San Diego, San Diego listeners for sure. Ooh, yeah, cool. guys, absolutely. 25th and 26th. And then your podcast, Stiff Socks. Stiff Socks Podcast every Wednesday. You guys just started that a few months ago, Trevor right? Wallace. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we gotta get Trevor on the pod. I love Trevor. We oh, met him when he was in college, and we were in San Jose for something. Remember, there's this spry young man. We met him six years ago. Fucking young man. I just yeah. these young kids. I swear, it makes me feel old. <laughs> <laughs> Thirty-four now. I just see like a twenty-five. I'm like, fuck, man. Is he even? You got your whole life ahead. Of Jesus you. Christ. Well, thank you so much for doing the of podcast. Of course, man. We thank you for having me. On. This was uh, super fun, guys. This was the SAP. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. <laughs>
Uh, as always, we appreciate so much that you guys have uh, been listening to the podcast and stuck around to the end. But wait, there's more. Again, if you can't get enough of our content and want more, or if you just want to support us, if you just want to support us for putting out free content for five years, we won't stop you. Go to patreon.com slash the sap. That's patreon.com slash T-H-E. SAP. And you can see all the different tiers of membership levels we have for premium content. We're not breaking the bank. Basically, for $5 or $8, you can get different episodes, uh, basically weekly content. And as soon as we get up to 25 Patreon uh, private members, again, we're at like 17, 16 or 17. Once we hit 25, I'm going to do an episode every Friday. So when a couple more of you guys sign up, we're going to do an extra episode every Friday along with other additional content. The Mimosa Stand-Up Show, which is monthly. Uh, my group conversations with Jonesy, which is, you know, just, hey, it's shit you pop in your car. I understand you guys have been so supportive of the podcast. So if you want to give back, that's how you do it. We appreciate your support. Hey, maybe it's not in the funds. Maybe you got too many other things going on. You can't join the Patreon. No problem. At the very least, a free thing you could do is screen grab this podcast that you're listening to right now. Screen grab it quick and then share it on your Instagram stories. Tag Tasha Courtney. Tag myself at D Neals, D-N-E-A-L-Z. Tag the podcast at the dot sap. And um, tell your friends that what you're listening to. Tell them this was a fun episode, if you believe it was. And uh, share us. You can also share it through Spotify, all the all the different options you have. Wherever you listen. You want to tag a friend on the Instagram, whatever it is, that's a free thing you can do to give back. We appreciate you. We appreciate that you listen, and I hope you enjoyed all of this content. Well, that's it from us. Have a good week, everybody. Bye.